This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. So far, it'll take more than luck for Rocky to survive this round. Rocky's been hit with bombs. Rocky Balboa trying to stay in the middle of the ring against the big Russian. Move there! Do what you gotta do! Stay with him! The Rocky couldn't stay with him because Rocky didn't survive this far in the countdown, unlike the ravishing Russian. Well, that would have been, I guess, Bridget Nielsen in that film. <laughs> well, no, no. Dolph Lundgren, uh, in fact, our good he's friend. He's very attractive. Exactly. And he's intelligent. He's ex- he's uh, got a degree in engineering. Find that brain sexy. Exactly. In fact, our friend Jeremy, our big tall friend Jeremy, y'all, of course, strangers don't know what we're talking about. But his right. wife is madly in love with Dolph Lundgren. Because he's super tall. Yep. She and likes and very she tall. is an Amazon of herself. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in the very nicest way. Because we actually went to college together for a couple of classes. Before I even knew who she was and that she was oh. dating Jeremy. Before I even knew Jeremy, I knew his wife. Yeah, Not that he knew he was out there. responsibility for that. <laughs> Care about that. Yeah. Matchmaker, matchmaker, bring yeah. me. I don't know. Match, whatever. They didn't Mrs. invite Downfire. me to their wedding. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> Look what you did to us. Uh, Jeremy apologized. Didn't but know what? that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, the tea is hot tonight on Navy's Visited for local friend news. But anyway, welcome back as we will crown a definitive winner tonight on our second annual 100-character 80s film deathmatch. I, yes. of course, am your master of ceremonies. And with me, as always, here at the announce table, Jesse the King, producer, Sarisco, Sedgley. Yes, I am. That was my horrible impression of Tony Schiavone. Oh. From the Nitro days. Tony Schiavone. Well, so, he's still around. No, well, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, is it not? Is it AEW? Or? AEW. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I haven't watched much of that since it first kind of had its big splash because I don't have cable. Uh, and, of course, I know they have a lot of it on other methods. I just don't. I'm busy right now. Right. So we'll get more of that. Well, he was working at Starbucks before that. So. <laughs> and I got your order here. It is. Oh, my God. It's a hot yeah. mocha latte. You worked there for like two years. <laughs> Wait, are you joking? No. He, he was working at Starbucks before AEW. Seriously? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And he went there because he was like, they have good benefits. Like, uh, no, I'm assuming he was in management or something. He was just like, nope, I'm just... Just the dude at Tony, Starbucks. get those goddamn drinks out! <laughs> yeah. Ariella is wanting her white chocolate, mocha, pumpkin spice, grande, whatever bullshit latte. They're using it on the show now. And I had to look it up because I was like, is that real? And, yeah, sure enough, you worked there for 16 months, I think, or something like that. Wow. I'd have been like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'd, I'd go get coffee every day. Yeah. And it's, it, it, Talk about old wrestling what's, stories. What's the name for the order? Hollywood Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> Leonardo no, come in. My name is Hollywood Hogan. Oh, my God. It's Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> that is inc- that, that's incredible yeah. news to me. That made yeah. my night. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, we have uh, six matches, then three, and then the final triple threat one to crown the winner here tonight. And then we can get on with the movies. Mm. Back to the movies. Of course, all these discussions are about movies. This is just a fun thing to give us a break from movie, 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 10 best list, movie, movie, movie. Uh, but nevertheless, still fun. First few matches were a little boring. Mm-hmm. Unexciting. Boring is the wrong <laughs> word. It's always exciting here on A's Revisited. Sure. Uh, but the first few matches were just like, oh, this person clearly would win. Unless they got a lightsaber. So, there's always that. But nevertheless, let's get on with it. Our first match 
Oh, the our initial the as we discussed earlier, the pencil ultimately leading up to the penultimate into the ultimate matchup. Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors, who has been a plant de force in this tournament, Jesse. Yes. She has a approximately thirteen not thirteen, but she's a, probably has more kills than anybody because she was killing people. <laughs> In she our, favors the ring. Yes. So, and she's had to be in it twice, I believe. Right. So it was no. Last week it, she was in a it was in a wrestling ring. Yeah. And then it went into a hell in a cell match. Yep. The cage came down. Didn't matter to her. <laughs> plants be free. Right. Least, uncaged plants. Uh, however, she faces someone who's been not necessarily a. a Underrated combatant, but one honestly I didn't expect to go this far simply because of the random issue and who who else was stacked in this contest, and that is Jericho Action Jackson. Mm. Uh, hello, Melissa Carl Sings Weathers. and her friends on Twitch, That's local right. boy from Louisiana. Twitch.tv slash Melissa Sings if you want to get some singing done. And Excellent. watch me play guitar sometimes. There you go. <laughs> the multi-talented producer, Jesse Sedgley. There it is. I don't play any musical instruments except the podcast right. machine. The podcast. I love to listen to the old podcast machine. Ah, listen to this little ditty. Yes. Hey, here we go from 1987. Uh, But anyway, Audrey 2 is our, of course, for those joining us lately, if you need a recap, listen to the older episodes because there's five of them at this point, I think, Mm. in this tournament or five or four, whatever. Six, I think. I don't remember. It's a blur. I don't remember certain very particular things that happen in this. Right. Uh, but anyway, I have the cards of randomity, which will involve the weapons that these uh, combatants will wield. And our producer extraordinaire holds the randomity of the location of the fight. All of which, when you listen to the past episodes, have led to many an upset, I must say. Mm-hmm. Many an upset. But we're in the meat and potatoes now. We are the killers of killers here. And in this match, Audrey too, in her plant hand tendril like vines, is plant wielding based death. <laughs> her trademark weapon, which is herself. Right. So this is the first time Audrey Two's been at a disadvantage with the weapon. Well, possibly a disadvantage. She's dropped them every time and just went yeah. with her vines anyway. That's true. So well she had lightsabers once but as we ruled last time, she really didn't know how to use them. Right. So she would just hurt herself, so she didn't even need them. We had to look up her stages on Wikipedia, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, recap, listen to the last episode for that particular fight. I almost said John Matrix. Uh, but uh, Jericho Action Jackson is wielding Nintendo Power Gloves. Strap on, motherfucker. Well, before we reveal the location, I would say old Action Jackson has seen the last is action. Plant ba- <laughs> is, is about to be plant-based nutrition. <laughs> yeah. However, they are on a non-sturdy rope bridge over the goop. Well... Last time, that killed two people. <laughs> That's true. So, this time I don't think it's going to because we're talking about some vines happening here. There's no advantage I see for Action Jackson in this situation. Yeah. He's at a disadvantage because he only has two arms and a leg. Right. Audrey Two has her roots and everything. So, even if the bridge, you know, oh, hmm, I'm going to be smart and try to snap the bridge. No, Audrey Two's going to hang on. You're going to be hanging on the other side like right. shit. <laughs> she, she will be entwining into the ropes. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't think weight's an issue. I also don't think the non-sturdiness will be an issue because we didn't say it's a rope bridge that brought the break or anything. It's yeah. just non-sturdy. It's the bridge from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom before yeah. he cuts it. So a lot it can hold a good amount of weight. Now right. it didn't hold a rawhead Rex and a little brontosaurus, right. if I remember correctly. Obviously, <laughs> those weigh more than you know. Yeah, ten two human does men. weigh a lot, but not as much as yeah a dinosaur She's a plant. <laughs> right. How heavy can she be? Because the person who then walks into the room gets immediately eaten by the plant. Right. 
So imagine uh, even if it did break, she's entwined in this thing. Yeah. She just hang on like, see you later, <laughs> and sing a song about it. And then, so there is no weapon advantage. He really needed a weapon to get past this, yeah. and he, he has, did not get it. Nope, he has uh, rubber gloves. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the cord's tripping. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> and he's hanging on. She's like, "Let me help you with that." Yeah. And he's unfortunately for for Action Jackson, although he can outrun a taxi cab, yeah. jump over, almost jump over built small buildings practically in that film. He cannot compete with the power. Of Audrey, too. That's right. And the plant moves on. Plant moves. Now. by Carl Weathers. Oh, that was where we're going to go. No. There doesn't we go. like the ink. Anyway, moving on. The weapons are retired. Can't believe we're in the near finals and we're talking about this next person. Yeah. <laughs> on this side, the stage lights up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bono from U2 in terms of in the appearing in this countdown because he was in the film U2 Rattle and Hum covered mm-hmm. on the podcast obviously which is why here he's here however he's killed he children two children two children and a little, little and a mouse and a mouse five of the mouse and which was a child mouse right child killer Bono Kruger <laughs> has he's had a cakewalk but standing at the other end trench coat. Looks like a simple art dealer until he reveals his katana. Well, he wouldn't have a katana here. Right. But he, the wind blows and reveals it as Connor McLeod from Highlander. An immortal. Against the immortal. Right. <laughs> you two that have preserved, or, you know, second, not, I was going to say second, only to the Rolling Stones, but like the Rolling you know, Rolling Stones have been around longer than you two, don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's rare for bands to persevere. It's unprecedented for the Rolling Stones, but you two. I'm just thinking of bands that are still together with, well, honestly, in terms of their absolute four-member original lineup, they might be the longest band, at least the one that, I mean, just off the top of my head, consistent band for that period. Because, I mean, under the Rolling Stones, I've changed drummers. People have gone come back. Uh, maybe something we'd have to look up for clarity. But I would, if somebody, if I had to guess, that would be my guess. So yeah. consistency. One of the most, con- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it. A, because they're my favorite band. But B, <laughs> to sound like I know something, the most consistent, oldest consistent lineup in music history. I don't know. Well, the, It's a long running for sure. Yeah. I mean, early 80s till yeah. today. Without still today. drama that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, they had you know, never like where, oh, where it was like, I only learned drama of that band just simply from reading like there was a book that came, if you're a U2 fan we're going into U we're going into U2 talk now as we talk about it here uh, they're Irish right aye so we have Ireland versus Scotland right <laughs> this one basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't we just team up and kill the long shanks uh, but anyway uh, there's a book about uh, U2 that came out a long time ago with like all their songs and like it had like the personal stories behind it and it's like oh we're about to break up and then we came up with the song one and we're all friends still kind of thing however now this is this is what's turned well not really for Bono because he's had a cakewalk yeah two kids and a child mouse uh, but anyway his weapon will be candlesticks uh oh maybe it's not gonna work out for him this Ooh, time Connor McLeod will have Freeze race. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, if this is it, if the the only possibility for any kind of help, they're at a health club with some toxic waste oh. outside. A dead mouse in the corner with a, a broadsword, yeah. and it's where his head should be. From Bono's. That's right. They were fresh. there. So Bono kills five of the mouse in the last round. Turns around because he hears a noise. 
There's... Grabs the nearest object, other than the broadsword from the last round, <laughs> which disappears because that was in yeah. the last round. Grabs a candlestick, and strangely enough, he is incredibly adept with his candlesticks. <laughs> but Connor McLeod does that typical uh, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> yeah. And he just walks up and pushes Bono out the window into the toxic oh, waste. All the ice chunks melt into there. Creating... Super Bono. <laughs> who then smashes him and wins. <laughs> nah. If I had my way. Right, sure. But nah. Finally. Finally, he's gone, that child killer. Now, to be absolutely honest, he was the last he was the last remaining like weird one to be like, in. Yeah. Person, eighties movie character you would never see in a in, in this tournament. However, this hey, is we gotta applaud him for his 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 brutality, yeah, his yeah. lack of moral compass. His nice streak he had going. He, he made he made it farther than anyone right. a normal human should have in this. Right. Now, when I say normal human, everybody left aside from. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, can't say that because this next fight. Forget what I just said. Let's just move on. Uh-huh. In the next fight, an eighteen wheeler pulls up. <laughs> Optimus Prime mm. now fights his smallest opponent. In the other side, <laughs> camera pans over from Optimus. You don't see anything. Camera pans down. It's fucking Chucky. Twenty-two feet versus twenty-two inches. <laughs> inches. <laughs> this is the battle you've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-two feet versus twenty-two inches. Who will reign supreme? It's a real David and Goliath. We got to go in here. It's a real barn burner. <laughs> Optimus Prime. All right. Weapon. Razor line frisbees, which he actually used last round. Yeah. Or did not use last round. Right. Like, what are these? I don't even need them. He throws them and they just yeah. come back and kill them. So Chucky needs some um, metal melting stuff here. There is a weapon in here that sure. could absolutely ensure victory for Chucky and take Freeze out the... would have helped a little bit. Absolutely. But that's gone. So, But he has nothing. He has half of a liquor bottle. Oh, no. I'm going to fuck you up, Prime. And they're in Kumite. <laughs> nowhere to run, <laughs> nowhere to hide. How, this is still interesting, though. Both the weapons are practically useless. Yeah. I mean, well, any, oh, hold on. Anything in Optimus Prime's hands is not useless because right. it's in the hands of a 22-foot-tall robot. Right. That can kill you in a heartbeat. But Chuck, like, you know, the, the only advantage Chucky has is that he's 22 inches. Yeah. And he moves. He, we determined he, he has pretty his quick. strength and, I assume, a speed as a normal, a normal human. Man. Now, however, but, you know, that's also, he ha- he has the ability, you know, he could, like, <laughs> can't but do that forever. Does, but how does he take him out? Exactly. But yeah. here, is my, here is my hypothesis. You know, he, can, he cannot, he cannot beat him brute strength. No. But what does Chucky do or try to do in every single child's play? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you got it. He tries to possess the other person. Oh. Now, okay, never mind. I thought it through a little more. Yeah. I can reach every part of my head to where if I'm a 22-foot-tall robot, I can grab a 22-inch little doll right, right. off my head and squish. Never mind. That would have been the only way you could have done it. If he somehow... You would have to climb on his back, maybe find a hole. <laughs> Start just messing him up from the inside? He, I mean, well, he'd be more like a gremlin at that point. But, yeah. I mean, again, you know, no. just for everybody joining in, if this might be your first time you're listening or watching, this is all just pure, fun, mm-hmm. fanboy speculation. We're just having a good time with it. If you have a logical 
chain of events to tell us to sway this. By all means, let us know. Haven't heard anything yet after all these, so I'm assuming we were 100% dead on. Yeah. Now, of course, Optimus is a... Tr- uh, uh, now, when he's a 18-wheeler, uh-huh. obviously there could be people inside because you know he's given rides to people. But if he doesn't a- like those people, he will change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So, I mean, I'm looking at various pictures of Optimus Prime, and he's just... There's no sneaking in anywhere. Yeah, really. I mean, not to the point where you're gonna mess up metal. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're the strength of a human, now imagine, imagine. I mean, I've busted apart old two TV televisions for fun. You find them in the woods, or somebody you go to a, somewhere, and there's oh, there's a random old TV sitting here. Well, let's get a rock and smash the screen. Yeah, you know, some of that shit. You know, with your bare hands, you can't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even with the strength of a human. I mean, again, Chucky is not super. He's not toxic. He's, you know, one of us. One of us. Uh, yeah, he he's more than a slingshot, Melissa. <laughs> he need a, yeah. a slingshot with a laser a laser bolt slingshot. Just respond to the chat. Good old Melissa sings in the chat, giving us a good watch and giving us some things to talk about. Uh, yeah, I just don't see a way he's going to sneak into any of these. Not at things. 22 inches. Now, if we're talking, like, obviously Ant-Man or... Even like Fievel. Fievel would have actually been, with the right weapon, could have been a uh, actually a really big threat to Optimus simply because, you know, he could act, probably get in there and might take a while, but he might find the right thing. He might find the uh, the Matrix and then chew on the wire and disconnect the Matrix or he might fry himself. I don't know, but he's not in this fight. But you know, when Optimus transforms, there's not a truck cab. Si- it's not like a truck cab sitting there. It's like Voltron where the, the passengers are protected. Right. <laughs> you know, and like safe. All there is is the windows and then it's yeah. all mechanics behind there. And, well, no, no, people, no, they can't. Watch Transformers the movie, which is the reason Optimus is on this countdown. Mm-hmm. And when he gets shot in the chest and spoiler alert, he dies mm-hmm. and he opens up his chest. There is zero room for a human being in there. Yeah. Much less a 22 inch doll to actually move and do something. There's just so, like seats and a glove box in there. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the little toolbox, like yeah. it's an 18 wheeler for authenticity. Like, oh, it's the right. driver's toolbox. Oh, look! It's like a reflective vest in there. <laughs> Puts it on. Like Puts it over his optics, like on a my tiny optics. little hanger. Now, you know, of course, if we were having fun. Now, if you if you're a Chucky fan, obviously you could logic. You could absolutely tell me how we could win. Mm-hmm. But again, if we want to go the, the, the deadliest warrior route, where if we ran this comp- this fight a hundred times. Chucky would probably win. Yep. A couple. A couple. But he ain't going to, you know, no, nobody is going to bet on him. Mm-hmm. If you're a betting man, you're not going to bet on him. So yeah. Optimus lives. And yep. There's Chucky, just no way for Chucky to win. No, he just, there's no, I mean, yeah. The second he's grabbed, it's, it's squished and just. They don't get tired. He's a doll. <laughs> right. I mean. And I said it before, Optimus Prime, I don't know how he's going to go down. It's going to take the weapon. Yeah, it's going to take a it's very take particular the weapon. The right person with the right weapon. Exactly. And we could speculate what he could, what Chucky would have done with the lightsaber. Would have had his best shot there. Yeah, but that would have been the only. Didn't thing. happen. So, so but moving on down. There you go. The opposite of moving on up. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. I forget her name, but uh, she died last week. Ah. Billy, that uh, from uh, different strokes and uh, oh, yeah, sang this yeah. theme song. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I, I don't know her name offhand. Uh, but this next fight is very ironic because in this corner, Alanis Morissette, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and in this corner, Dave Coulier. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but anyway, in this corner, we have Ding Ding, Clover Lang, mm-hmm. the second Rocky villain still alive. 
There you go. So, you know, that just shows you the power of Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. which Rocky's not on here because a hero's only as good as his villain. Mm. Ivan Drago killed Apollo Creed, you son of a bitch! And uh, Clubber Lang killed Mickey. He killed yeah. the penguin, the OG penguin, Burgess Meredith. But it's ironic because on the other side, a familiar face. Mm-hmm. But that, only the that face. you sucker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it is John Rambo. No, was, was another life. Not John Rocky. Right. But uh, of course, John Rambo from First Blood, not the one man. Well, he's a one man wrecking ball in First Blood, but this is not the. 80s movie stereotype of Rambo. When somebody says Rambo, they're not talking about First Blood. This is drama Rambo. Yeah, this is, you know, vintage Stallone before it's like, oh, Arnold's making all this money. Let me go destroy a country with the Russians and kill some Russians. So, interesting fight. Super PTSD Rambo. (laughs) So, he's got demons. Or this is like, it's, it could go either way. It's a it's a uh, Rocky Balboa or John Rambo has a concussion from and like like uh, the whole thing about a uh, like what they say. Uh, oh shit! You know, John Wick's the alternate timeline. If Ted went to military school or Indiana Jones is the right, dreams right. of Han Solo and Carbonite kind of thing. However, Clubber Lang, who has beaten people with his boxing gloves in this competition, is armed with flamethrowers. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Clever Lang's bringing it. Bringing John the heat. Rambo <laughs> is armed with one broadsword. So, a knight versus a dragon. Oh, my. No However, shield. nothing. They are in the docking bay of a visiting mothership. So, so very open. Yep. There are some alien crates around there. Right. But it's a flamethrower. Yeah. Now, flamethrower and a flamethrower. 50 feet. Yeah, I was going to say uh, 65 feet range on a flamethrower. And it's a shotgun. I mean, it's not a beam. Right. It's not like a bullet. It is a... Yeah. Now, had this been like, say, in the swamp, the environment is not friendly to anything. It does not lend itself to John Rambo's skill. Now, of course, he's... He's John Rambo, but it's a flamethrower. <laughs> right. Now, again. He's wearing that, like, rubber. Well, he does have the gator armor. Oh, but he it, does. But that's. Doesn't he wear, like, a raincoat throughout the, yeah, the whole first time? Little, but it's a flamethrower. Yeah. You, like, you, you, you can't take somebody out in melee combat with a flamethrower. Yeah, it's. You, I mean, now, I will say, now, again, we can run, we can. Could John Rambo win? Yes, absolutely. Uh, if they were in a forest or a swamp to where... Okay, well, the battle starts. John Rambo knows exactly what that weapon can do. I got to stay away. So he, he he knows what he can do. But I'll, There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, he's, he just got... I mean, you can't outrun that. I mean, well, let me say. John Rambo can run. Mm-hmm. But Clubber Lang can run, too, because he's a right. boxer. So, I mean, he's... They're both at peak phys- uh, physical... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They're both peak. Well, actually, Clever Lang's playing better shape than John Rambo because he's coming back from Vietnam. Yeah. And all strung out. And Mr. Singh says, yes, it will run out of fuel, but will it run out of fuel before Clever Lang, Clever Lang chases him right. and coats him in a nice coat of napalm? 
Yeah. I don't think so. Because I don't think he's so not, He's not just going to pull the trigger just to put fear in him. You know, he's... No, in, in, my, in the movie, in my brain, Cobain's like, this ain't right. Come here, boy. Come here, boy. And then we have a commando, build, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bill Duke confrontation like in Commando. Kind as long of as thing. he throws down that broadsword. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that would be the movie that I would see from these characters. So I don't need this to beat you. You know, I beat you before, I'll beat you again. <laughs> you spawnier than I saw you last time, Balboa. Well, you can yeah. call me that Balboa. I don't, I don't know who you are. Yeah. So, but, I mean, but he's... Or he'll just go for the victory because he knows death is on the line. Yeah. I mean, they both... Now, of course... Now, when you're getting hit with a flamethrower, you're not... It's not like... Ah! I mean, well, of course you're on fire. You're gonna. Sure. I mean, you're on, you're literally burning. But you know, of course, Rambo could just run out of, and throw this. I bumped the mic, sorry, that made a loud sound, and just sling the sword at him and get a kill shot, and he dies before Rambo dies. And according to the rules of this, he could win. Again, there are ways he could win. Sure. But we're gonna go with the what, odds are greatly against him. Yeah. In this illogical competition, mm-hmm. we're gonna go with the most logical realization <laughs> here and. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang burns John Rambo to a crisp. Oof. Now, this might not be the last time he faces John Rambo, though. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. It's all in the cards. Yeah. I mean, he could come He could come back and go round two yep. with a much worse John Rambo. One that it wouldn't matter if he had a fight. Possibly. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Van Damme, Frank Dukes with Frank boobs. Dukes with if you listen Dukes. to the other ones. Yep. Versus Vigo, the Carpathian. Ah, from Ghostbusters 2. That's right. So Frank Dukes with boobs is armed with... Boobs. More boobs. More boobs. Girls. <laughs> now he's... <laughs> now he's... It's, now it's... Uh, from the Mars Chicken Total Recall. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Holy shit. He's like, not again. <laughs> Vigo's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> the women in this century are so... <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> comes Pepe Le Pew, yeah. like, oh my sweet Ford moved beauty. Just jumping forward, yeah. And then okay, uh, whoops, let's see. Boobs for uh, Frank Dukes because he's a real a boob in real life because he lied about all that shit. Yep. The Bloodsport is still an amazing movie. Vigo is armed with katanas. Very close to his weapon of choice. Yeah, actually, even better. He swing it faster and harder. It's a shorter blade, but yeah. So but they are. They are at the mall where the Santa picture is taken from mm. a Christmas story. So there's a slide nearby. Let's <laughs> see. Here's how it happened. There's like, oh, I'm gonna get out of here. Jumps down the slide. Then realizing that four boobs on your chest right. would immediately ah! and he goes like ah <laughs> and cuts him to pieces. Yeah. Because he's a fighter. Yeah. He's there to fight. Yeah. He's... And Frank Dukes probably has some dodges in him. Land some punches, maybe. But, I mean, Vigo, Vigo's there. It's, a, been there it's katanas. He's been there, yeah. One, and a skilled sword wielder, I would bet on over a martial artist. Yep. If an, if Mad Mardigan was fighting Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. I would bet on Mad Mardigan. Yep. He's the greatest swordsman that ever lived. Bruce Lee's the greatest, you know, to some people, you know, he's the iconic, idyllic Martial arts master. Yeah, you know some people disagree with that. I'm not saying I do, but some people do. So I'm just, I'm just. Vigo moves on. Absolutely, not much he could do. Uh, again, I'd say already the cards have, meh, maybe just last fight. <laughs> really screwed somebody over. 
<laughs> in terms of a obvious favorite, yeah. in terms of John Rambo. Well, I expected to be in the final three. Yeah. I was hope I was hoping he would be in the final three with another John, and that is in the form of John Matrix, the mm. sur- sole surviving Schwarzenegger character in this countdown. In fact, uh, in terms of 80s action icons, the last in this countdown. Mm. But he's fighting another 80s action icon, so he might not be the one that moves on. Because he's fighting what we let off with, the ravishing Russian himself, Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago. Mm. But it all comes down to the cards. So, in terms of strength, probably pretty equal. We never seen Lundgren fight. Uh, well, they were both in the Expendables, but we're not as adversaries. Where they were, we ever got to see these two titans clash in a film. Uh, but Ivan Drago is armed with whips that can latch onto anything with a matching fedora. So he's Indiana Drago. Or mm-hmm. Ivan Ivanana Drago. That's a woman's name. Uh, Ivan Drago in the uh, Matrix of Doom. But John Matrix, oh, pistols with one bullet each. Pistols, huh? Yeah, but John Matrix killed uh, an entire uh, South American army with That's everything, true. with every single form, type of gun you can think of. Yeah, let's, so Let's bring that up. Uh, let's see. There's so many great scenes from Commando. Yeah. Just anything at the end. <laughs> well, the, the great thing about the end is that that lead, leads itself to his versatility. There it is right there. Yeah. With weapons, it's like, he has an M16. Brat, brat, dives behind the hedge. Comes up with an Uzi. Brat, brat, brat. Throws yeah. it away, grabs a pistol. Brat, pulls out an AK. Like Every time he comes up, he comes up with a different weapon. Grenade. New Watch, there you go. Look, new weapon. <laughs> There's the UCC. Yeah. He goes down with an M16. I mean, uh, looks like an AK. I'm not a gun nut, so forgive me if I misspeak. Uh, so the fact that he has a ranged weapon, mm-hmm. it's huge, huge advantage because this is what you got on Ivan Drago. Yeah. Even though we had, no, of course he could lash out with the whip and grab the hand and pull right. the gun out. But can you do that faster than John Matrix can shoot you? Yeah. That's and right. I'm going to say no. No, he just took a grenade blast like nothing. Well, his vest did protect me. He's a little wounded, but the not vest. enough to continue killing everybody in this compound. Including right. the big bad, uh, oh, what's his damn name from uh, Victor? No, Vic, the villain from uh, Road Warrior and this and oh my god, I can see his name. Can't think of it. It'll come to me <laughs> eventually. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But it'll come. So John Matrix, not surprisingly, moves on. And in fact, I'll tell you this right what now. The, does the oh oh shit? I'm matter? sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just assumed he was dead. Um, he probably will be, but it's in hell in a cell. That's even... <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't have anywhere to hide. It's pretty close proximity. A cell, uh, a ring is, what, 20 feet by 20 feet, yeah. something like that. And then another just five, three, four feet for the yeah. ring. I mean, even He's... if the whip hit... And he'd be more of a disadvantage. you got to have room. Yeah. You can't just, like, no... You could probably do some you know, sort underhanded, of like off the hip. Yeah, but you can't. Be, a whip isn't. No, a whip breaks the sound barrier. That's what makes the cracking sound. Yeah, but it still requires a human motion to achieve that from the cracking of it, which is not. Which I mean, it's, it's simple physics. Which is faster, me moving my hand like this or pulling the trigger of a pistol? Yeah, pulling the trigger. So Drago down, Jibu, just down. like that. <laughs> you shot me in the face. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I would even say, even if the even if the weapons were reversed, I'd still say Matrix probably would win. And I would say that because Ivan Drago is a boxer. Yeah, that's true. And he would have to get. He would have to. No, again, run it a hundred times. He he would win. I think if John Matrix got shot twice, he would still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he would ha- it would have to. Instant kill or shot, or right. he hit him in the spine. And given his movies, the first two shots aren't going into his head. <laughs> At least the first, well, the first hundred. Right. <laughs> it was like they go into various parts of his stomach <laughs> and arms and stuff, but they're not. He's only got two shots. Come on, that's it. Yeah. So now we have six combatants left. Angry. And to do the randomization, do you have a six-sided die? I do. I'm going to give. I'm going to assign everybody a number, just going straight down, and that's how we're going to determine. These last matches before the final three. So everybody has a number. So I'm going to roll it for the first combatant, and they will fight the number of the second combatant. So I just went straight down. So if you can keep track at home, you should know who the numbers are. Yep. But anyway, so the first fighter. Four. Number four. Clubber Lang versus number Audrey one. Two. Oh, man. She's going to take down another... <laughs> Well, let's see. All right. Audrey 2 is armed with two poison throwing stars in each vine. Okay. Doesn't. I imagine she'll just leave them on the ground. She doesn't. It, she doesn't. In fact, that would be bad for her to even try to pick them up. Yeah. Seeing as there's poison in them, she'll just be like. Round up for her. I ain't touching that. <laughs> well, Ryan's poison's for humans, too. So it's super concentrated. <laughs> or Agent Orange. That's it. Yeah. Plant killer, human killer. Uh, cancer Honestly, giver. Honestly, it would have been good in someone else's hands. Yeah, in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah. However, Clubber Lang is armed with... <laughs> Chainsaws. Okay. But... Dangerous weapon. They are in hell. Hellraiser's <laughs> version of hell. So... Dark, cold, you know, concrete. A lot of blue plus. lighting. Yeah. Concrete everywhere. Random pieces of trash. So... Lightning. Clubber Lang... Chainsaw his way. I think absolutely. (laughs) She would. I mean, you know, we're using the logic of she has, like in the movie, she has the vines. Yeah. She gets it with a. I mean, she would have to get the hand with the chain. You know, it'd have to be that moment where she has to like get it, get it. You know, hands, legs. Right. Which could absolutely happen. Right. But she has as long as he's holding a chainsaw in either of his hands. He, she can't even. He's going. Yeah. She and tries she's not to made eat of him. Trees. Just, she's made of vines. Yeah. I mean, she's a how, she's a plant. It's not like bark. Right. I mean, you know, if you had a yeah, if, cutting through wood, you could. I mean, honestly, Audrey too is. No, of course you could. Oh well, she's a super plant. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, there's no. There's nothing. There's never a scene in the movie where they even try to hurt her. Yeah. Because she just flat up eats people <laughs> when they do that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, it's not armored. It's not like a, uh, you know, even like, for example, trimmers. Mm-hmm. You know, a pickaxe goes right through them when they, of course, they're too big. To, that doesn't kill them. But in terms of like her durability, she's not like, she's not bulletproof. I mean, you could, with a baseball bat, you could probably, now would it kill her? It's blunt, but I mean, you could, just like a plant, you could smash it, a cactus. If I had a baseball bat and was fighting a cactus or busting up a cactus, I could break its stalk really quickly. Yeah, yeah she's always very green, very. Um... But it's again, it's not like it's it's not bark. Right, now, we got to compare it to the closest thing of Venus flytrap. Fly yeah, 
So you'd probably it'd probably be the same um, sponginess to her. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it, obviously it's going to be pretty strong and thick because it has to hold up this weight. You know, she has sure. a stalk coming out and then a big ass head on it. So you know, it, it it is strong, but it's not. All I'm saying is, it's not going to be like. It's not like going to be like a chainsaw having to work to cut down a tree. If a if a chainsaw came in this Audrey II side or anywhere on her, it's going to it's going to cut like right through her. Cutting stalks of uh, celery or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Imagine a giant celery stalk. Yeah. And I think a a katana would go. You know, any the, any bladed weapon would be a threat to her. Now it's a bladed weapon that moves on its own. Yeah. He could throw it in her mouth, and she is fucked. Yeah. And we so, also have the good guy factor versus the bad guy factor. Correct. <laughs> that always comes into play. However, she point. has the advantage, I mean, a good advantage because in her movie, she wins. Fair. And takes over the world. But, I mean, uh, if you were watching this in an 80s movie. Well, Cubba Lang's a villain, too, and he killed Mickey. That's true. Mm. And she, but, Well, she killed Some Rick Moranis. Some reason in this situation, and, he's the underdog, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's fighting a giant killer plan. I mean, at least yeah. he's human. And we, I mean, we also know that uh, Audrey 2 would eat, destroy the entire world based on the director's cut ending. I mean, they just look like pretty fragile plants, though, the Venus flytrap. Yeah. Which is what we have to compare it to as far as the the, um, the ability to cut through it. Mm-hmm. So I but think, you can always fight it. 80srevisit at gmail.com. Yeah. I mean, now, of course, could she win? Absolutely. She. I mean, but she would have to have, you know knowledge of how this works and like how big of a threat like oh this is dangerous and then like sure so yeah moment, I mean, something gets cut yeah now also clubber lang is a peak human specimen he's that world yes. heavyweight boxing champion he probably could rip the damn you know if she grabs him with something she'd have to like you'd have to like keep him sure yeah, you know, yeah. Like, he could and then if she even if she wraps the hand off with a chainsaw he probably he, i would assume yeah peak human specimen probably at, at audrey two at that size Probably could absolutely. I mean, he could rip the vines out, or even maybe not rip them, but pull them out of the socket, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, there there are tree. You know, wood, here in Louisiana, you have tree vines. I mean, you know, thin, you know, quarter thick pieces of wood hanging off trees. That, in fact, I nearly killed my friend Jason because like <laughs> I, I swung on one and then I hear a snap and look up and I'm literally watching the the branch with the vine just fall. Uh, and then I look down, I see Jason just staring right at me. And like, like, I, I kid you not, I was out of a movie. And then literally hits him right over the head. Thankfully, it was a rotted branch. It broke immediately. Oh, wow. But I mean, like, from, I, I can still see it. I kid you not. It's one of those memories, like, burned into my brain. He's just, he's literally just staring at me. Like, I guess he was like, what are you looking at? You know, you like. You could have ran at him and, and hit him out of the way. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I didn't even know he was, but like, I, I went down in, in, in my peripheral, you know, I could see him. So it was like, and like, uh, I mean, I couldn't be gravity. You could <laughs> I mean, just watch him go, just get I mean, crushed. It, it, it absolutely could have. Yep. I mean, thank God it didn't. Right. I'm like, oh shit, I'll just cover you with some dirt and. Yeah, I was at home playing Nintendo. I don't know where Jason is. <laughs> nah, but uh, if I was a betting man in Vegas, I I would bet on Club Belang for this one. Or the chainsaws. Pretty much because of the weapon. Almost not any other. I mean, pistols, you know, two little bullet holes, one stop all. And these are the chainsaws from um, Evil Dead 2, right? Uh, or um, Takes a Chainsaw Massacre too. Dennis Hopper. Okay. Little hand, little Equally effective. I mean, it's basically like chainsaw gauntlets. No, I mean, that's, you know, we, if we ran this 100 times, Audrey 2 might win 45, but I think Clubber Lang would win a majority of the battles if we ran this in some sort of high-tech simulation. Sorry, Melissa Sings. 
in my opinion, Audrey is not plant food because she is a plant. She's salad. Toss salad, anyone? <laughs> oh, you're so mature, Trey. Yeah, these are not small little chainsaws. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, he has like he has the ones on his side, like little hip holders. He's got right. the big one. It is worded on the card as chainsaws plural. So for my intents and my intent purposes was like the, the little smaller ones. ones. Which does he use that in this scene? I don't know. He does eventually. Probably not before it ends though. Mm-mm. Uh, a lot yeah. of people really, really love TCM too. I don't hate it. I don't love it either. <laughs> it's all right. So yeah, I'm giving it to Clubber Lang. Any digression? Uh, no, but you could send them in, 80srevisited.gmail.com. So all, the number one seed is down. <laughs> he's got, you know, he's got that, you know, when you mow, when you weed eat the lawn, you got all that, like, grass, like, all these things, like, <laughs> grass and... Yeah. yeah. So let's see. So we need something other than a one or a four. <laughs> all right. One. All right. Let me try. So what? Jesus Christ. Critical misses. Okay, three. number three. So Optimus Prime is going to fight John Matrix. Oh, no. This would have been going into this because I, I, it was a short list, so I did kind of see the fights going into it. Sure. I assume that this probably would have these. It would have been the last three. I was if I was a betting man right. would have been Audrey 2, Optimus Prime and John Matrix. So, I'm going to say, yeah, he has a good shot of taking him out. If he has a good shot of finding a way, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's all going to come down to the weapon, it's a giant robot. So let's see. Be tough. Optimus Prime is armed with Freddy gloves. Okay, so he has on a finger, as if he would care to he use. He doesn't it. like. What is this? Yeah, John Matrix, however, he is armed with good. boxing gloves. Oh no. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter Mangello, I'm going to, or excuse me, Lee Mangello, I would assume, or Or Limangello. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's your last name or if it's (laughs) like, you know, is that your username because you like Limangello and it's a unique spelling? I don't know. Please educate me. He's joining us over at twitch.tv slash 80s revisited. So yeah, uh, John Matrix is screwed. However, the location could make a difference, but will it? Wobbly Arena Flash Gordon. Ooh. Okay. So how well uh, is pull, Optimus Prime on balance? We know he's 22 feet tall. Right. Do so I, in, see the Wobbly Arena? Yeah. In this regard, in this location, because in Flash Gordon, it's basically Flash and uh, Timothy Dalton, I believe. Or was it Timothy Dalton? I think uh, it's where they yeah, fight. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, Optimus Prime would take up half of it. Yeah. John Matrix... Would not. It's from Fletch 2 and also... Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Wait, are you the actor from Fletch 2? Ah, are you, you an go. 80s actor? <laughs> we want to talk. Yeah. Now, like a lot of people... Oh, the Fletch series... You know, when you say Fletch 2, I'm assuming you mean Fletch Lives, if I remember correctly. Because uh, I saw Fletch Lives because it came on t- like TBS or something like numerous times. So I saw Fletch Lives a whole... Like 20 times more than I ever saw Fletch, the original Fletch. Hmm. But I haven't seen it in 30 years, ah, which is a good reason to talk about it on the podcast. There you go. Because I used to love that movie. Yeah. I remember the cover. He's like looking at you like holding a chick and there's a gun at his head. The cover of the original Fletch, he's got his uh, ID badge. It's got all different personal or 
characters or all that. So, underrated series. I'm gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to revisit it. Because <laughs> now, now, now I want to watch it. <laughs> so yeah, John Matrix with boxing gloves, mm. which actually hurts him too, because. He doesn't have that dexterity to. Well, he has the option to throw them on the ground as well. Well, and I, and you're absolutely and also it's John Matrix. He could, ugh, yeah. he could rip them off. And just as, uh, about say Freddy Krueger, Optimus Prime could discard his Freddy gloves, or without even use. But see, if you fall off, you're dead. True. Now I don't know the specifics on the uh, Emperor Ming 2020 rotating platform of spiky death, drop to oblivion machines yeah but i would assume you know it would hold his weight but i think it would too he's a you know it's a disadvantage because he's so tall it's like me on a you remember, i don't know if, i think they were called pogo balls do you remember those it was the ball yeah with a but has a little flat around, around it, it and then you have to like hold it between your legs and you jump on jump it. yeah oh, i can only get like three or four jumps and then i'd like jump off of it because i'm about to fall and bust my ass i deflated mine like tom brady <laughs> It was really easy. Better, more consistent jumps. <laughs> yeah. This kid's been doing it for three years, for three days. Performed Stop really up. well. Look at these tricks. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the weapons, I'm just going to take them off the board because neither of them are going to use them. I don't think they're going to come into play yeah. here. The arena, though, does give me pause. Because... I mean, it's moving on its own. It's not, it doesn't change because of where they're standing. Yeah, well, uh, oh, someone's Vault, controlling I forget it. his name. Brian Blessed, or Blessed, however you pronounce his last name. He's, he's pretty like, much running he's the board. He's controlling it. So, but I mean, it's he's he's trying to kill both of them for the most. Well, he hates Timothy Dalton more, but nevertheless, uh, you know, it's a it's a rotating platform, uh, wobbly platform. Uh, I'd say it's only about ten to fifteen feet wide. We're watching it here live. If you're I mean, joining us only, on YouTube, and this could absolutely easily go either way. But the only way Matrix would win. The only way he can win is to make Optimus fall. And now, this guy weighs, I mean, he weighs, we determined that before how much Optimus Prime weighs. Didn't we? Like 15, no, five tons or something like that? I can't remember. We looked at it last week. <laughs> yeah. John Matrix is like maybe 250, 260. Right. Now, he picks up phone booths and holds men by their ankles and rips doors off car. Wait a second. He flat out he rips seats and car and car doors right off with no hesitation. That's the action figure. <laughs> Three point five pounds. That's how much Optimus Prime weighs. He's dead. John Major tons. John Major just drop missile drop kicks him at three point five pounds and he goes flying. I mean, if Optimus Prime is smart enough, he'll just stand in the middle, not move. Well, fifteen uh, tons. He's not. John Major isn't pushing him off. Yeah. Even if he's even, oh, and also you know. John Matrix has nowhere to go. Yeah. Optimus, if I if if it's if he's sliding off, he just leans forward and grabs the other end. Yeah. That's 15 tons. And there's nowhere for Matrix to go. Lean up. And he sorry. <laughs> I'm just so de- I'm just debating this so much. It's just driving me crazy. I gotta be the producer. Oh, and Peter, thanks for uh he says we've been in his podcast rotation for years. Keep it up. Thank you very much. We'll do our best uh about that with consistency. Yeah. And all that kind of fun there stuff. Are some challenges, but we'll be talking about that later. Yeah, in just a few minutes, actually. So. Okay. But uh, anyway, Optimus Prime. I, I wanted this to be like the final fight, so it had like a little more weight to it. Ha ha, weight on a floating <laughs> platform of death with 15-ton robot. Yeah. But again, the weapon, there's nothing to his advantage. No. That could lend it to John Matrix 
to stopping Optimus Prime. In hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have put Optimus Prime on this countdown. Yeah, but there is a there. I mean, there are ways to beat him in these sure. cards. Now, had we done this without the cards, you know, just flat out they're fighting each other, he still would have won. Sure. The cards actually the only thing that give we're giving people a chance against him, and it's worked a few times. Yeah. So, so the it worked ups, last round. Yeah. Club of Lang. The upset of the century. Yep. John Matrix fan favorite. I was I was absolutely expecting it to be like we compared this battle to the last battle. To be John Rambo versus John Matrix. Yeah. Because then we could have, that that would have been, I, I, couldn't, I can't pick a winner. It was, That's a 50-50. Like, if they ran it, it's 50-50 every time. Like, <laughs> if you run 101, it still shows 50-50 in a draw. <laughs> they kill each other. That's impossible to determine. Mm. So now that leaves only two, which is actually a pretty cool-ass fight in Connor McLeod. Versus Vigo, the Carpathian. They look similar. Yeah, I mean they both they both use we- uh, bladed weapons. Uh, Vigo's been around probably as long as Connor has. Now, of course, Vigo is trapped in a painting, but uh, Connor's been around for a good long time. And Connor McLeod, unfortunately, gets the short straw as he is armed with pool noodles, not the weapon to uh, you know kill somebody with. Wait, well, I mean you absolutely can. Probably not. However, doesn't matter because Vigo is armed with Nerf guns. Mm. Somehow they got de-aged. The right. oldest people in this tournament are playing with children's <laughs> toys in this fight. Only on 80s Revisited, everybody. So, pool noodle versus Nerf guns. Neither one of these, I mean, now you could choke somebody out with a pool noodle. Yeah. But anybody of any kind of strength could rip it. As turn as the weapons viability, Nerf guns, you could, hard plastic, you could beat, you could beat somebody up with it. So, I don't know about the weapons here. However, they could be somewhere where one of these could be extremely valuable. Well, picture one on the left. You just see his side. Picture one on the right. You just see his side because they're at the pit from Mortal Kombat. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Connor holds up the pool noodle and it's like, what is this? And like, and just, you know, oh, like, then he gets that worried look on his face that Christopher Lambert, like, oh shit, the Kurgan's coming at me look. And Vigo's like, what? Rrr. Like he just, he's like swinging it like a, because he's going to not use it as a, he's not going to know to shoot it. He's Vigo the Carpathian. He didn't have right. guns and crossbows. So it's a Nerf crossbow. So he's like, ha, 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 ha. Shoots it. Little dart sticks in McLeod's head like, you know, ha, ha. Knocks it off. Vigo's like, huh? So then he drops, he throws it off the pit and storms over towards him. Connor's got his pool little like, big guy coming at me. You know, it's, he's having flashbacks from when he had to fight the Kurgan. Right. So, uh, I mean, just a flat-out melee, and, you know, we don't... Now, Here's Connor has more combat experience. He does, and he with, has the confidence of knowing that only if he loses his head... However, there are a whole bunch of spikes down there. True. <laughs> so, definitely possible he could land and... Oh, shit. <laughs> He might not lose his head, though. <laughs> Absolutely true. There's a chance. If I was an immortal, I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> right. So, uh, again, the pit spikes are like, you know, it could nearly take a head off, which, as we know, in Highlander, the Kurgan nearly doesn't count. Yeah, I want to find, like, a shot of those spikes. I mean, they're far apart, but that's the... Oh, I That mean, was the different, like, one of the other ones where it was the 3D... Yeah. Yeah, and some of them, the, there's not even spikes down there. Yeah, it's just a fall, which wouldn't matter to Connor. Now, that would. 
Gotta knock his head off when he's not fighting yeah, Liu Kang. It's a bit different there. Uh, Vigo's been trapped in a painting for centuries and all that, so it's not like he's out there like constantly having to keep oh, his here's, head. Here's the, here's the bottom. The, yeah, roughly. Well, that's the 3D version. Sure. You know, and of oh, course, he's fighting at the bottom. That's the... In the, uh, but in the uh, original MK pit, uh, the spikes are like in, because it's a flat image. You know, they're very, you know, they're much closer together. That's the pit two from MK two. It's like a video of all the pits. Yeah. All so the yeah. Pit levels. I mean, again, he could he would have to land a very specific way. But the the in the game, the, they're not like blades, like sure that would decapitate you. Even in the movie, they you know they're they're thick, but they're again you would have to land so specifically to decapitate somebody. Sure. So I mean, obviously, but what's his options once he gets down there? If he didn't die, he's got to pull himself off of a spike. Okay. There. Or whatever. So let's assume he could do that. But I mean, what's his end game? I guess how would he yeah. kill the Carpathian? Highlander end game, by the way, is an actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they brought the t- uh, TV show was Duncan McLeod, I think, mm. and Connor. Well, they were cousins or some shit like that. I don't remember. Yeah, wasn't a. I mean, I watched two episodes of the TV show, but wasn't like didn't catch it every day. <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Even though they played it, I think like. After the X Files or something like that on Fox all the time, something like because I always see the I'd always see the intro I'd always watch the intro because one of the greatest song theme songs ever even though it's not technically a theme song right you know co-opted by Queen Princess of the Universe uh, which will, of course was the Highlander anyway <laughs> the original so that's what was in the TV show but nonetheless in terms of fighting prowess I think Connor knocks Vigo into the pit before Vigo knocks Connor into the pit yeah personally yeah Vigo's an emperor you know he's. He's boss. Maybe he's a little rusty. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, oh, he, he got that by killing people, but yeah, but you know, when kill you sit on the sword. throne, <laughs> you know, he probably didn't you, kill him with his bare hands. He's a big guy. You know, I'm sure he can, I wouldn't want to fight him. Right. But also wouldn't want to fight a guy my size who's been alive for 400 years. Yeah. Who probably knows every martial art in the book. And again, I'm not a Highlander scholar, but it, you know, it's mainly about decapitating people, which is why they all fight with swords. So, so if he landed at the bottom, he'd be alive. If the fight had to somehow well, then, end, well, the Vigo would just you know walk down, you know. Sure. Oh, you were a formidable adversary. And then there's weapons on the ground. Yeah. Now like, there's spikes to where. Yeah. You know. He doesn't know that the weakness is cutting off his head. Yeah. At all. So he just assumed he should have died. He's then. just gonna keep like throwing him on spikes. Why won't you die? And just right. Like, I'm not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> until you know, until Connor would give him a spike, that. and then he's I guess dead. he would just regenerate. Like I don't know how. I, mean, I don't back. think it's like Deadpool or anything. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking back to the, he'll, he'll get injured and have to heal, you know, but like when he tries to drown him, where, or when, uh, yeah, he just, starts, he's just like, haha, I'm underwater yeah. and laughing. I can't swim, but it doesn't matter. The fresh make, like it becomes a Mentos commercial. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So now there were three. Although that fight would have been close had they both been just regular dudes. Oh, yeah. Who knows? So now we have the final, final match. Mm-hmm. Connor McLeod versus yep. Optimus Prime versus Clubber Lang. And I'll be honest, only one of those names I expected to see here. All right. So let's let's pick the arena first. So let's see where, where these three are immediately appearing. <laughs> no. Tough break. Tough break. But they're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> oh, man. If only the pool noodle would have came up for one, of, you know, would have been another around behind. Well, we already know. We just talked about the middle of the ocean yeah. for Mr. Highlander. Yeah. 
<laughs> let's let's continue this story. So going down in order of the list, Connor McLeod has a twenty pound pickaxe, which does we'll nothing. Just get him down there faster. See ya. <laughs> Chris Rylander laugh sinks. Goes down on his anchor. Optimus Prime has lead pipes. Just oh, what are these? Flu- uh, not, I, was say, I was gonna say flux capacitor. You know what are these yes. parts of me doing on the outside? And Clever Lang has no weapons. The purity of unarmed combat. Oh no! No, hold on. Let's see. There's nothing. Lightsabers in- was three cards away. Oh bummer. The ma- pretty much the only weapon that could have for a human stood a chance. Yeah. You. Know, now, as we established, Autobots can't fly. No, they can't. And he weighs 15 tons, and he's not shaped like a boat. <laughs> So here's how I would say this plays out. Optimus knows like he has seconds. He doesn't need to breathe though, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, that that's the thing. I, I have no clue. Right. If I, you know, salt water is horrible for electronics and metal. He lasts forever. Yeah, salt water is. Connor McLeod also lasts forever. I mean, yeah, he'll get spongy fingers, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think he'll last forever. <laughs> but I mean, let's. I don't. I cannot recall. It seems like there was an episode of Transformers where, like, they couldn't fall in water or something. Or there was something. Uh, so anybody who's a little more schooled in, in remembering the Transformers TV show, by all means, let me know. Or just let's just Google. Right, right, right. Can Transformers go in water? Because <laughs> I know in the movie they had the Sharktacons, but I don't think they were floating in water at that point. They were like uh, in the air. God, it's been so long. I can't remember. Now, of course, in Beast Wars, they have aquatic ones, I'm sure. But, you know, Optimus Prime, if he stood, if, you know, all, all the all of his, all the kid human friends are like, we're having a pool party, Optimus, get in. <laughs> okay. Steps in. <laughs> kills everybody. And he short circuits like a toaster. But, again, I don't know. We're trying to find some sort of. <laughs> some reference. <laughs> just something. Can a Transformer swim? Um. There's not much to go on here. A lot of robot chicken stuff. <laughs> okay, here's how a car works. And, and we live in Louisiana where there's been there were big floods a couple years ago. It floods when it rains sometimes. Uh, if a car gets a certain amount of water, it does not move. It ceases to function. True. Now, is it, oh, Transformer's not a gas-powered engine. That's true. But they are mechanical. And what is, if you want to ruin an electronic... What is the number one element to put on it? You need to you need to ruin this ruin this car completely. Now, of course, oh, you throw a firebomb in it, yeah, whatever. No, you drive it into a pond, a lake. The car is done for. It's over. Now, do they need air? No, because they're in space and all that, you know. But of course, Superman needs air in Superman three when he's trapped in a bubble, but doesn't when he's flying around the Earth and spinning time back. So they don't breathe. They're anaerobic, anaerobic beings. Also, they're able to resynthesize oxygen from the surroundings to store it in internal supply, much like divers' oxygen tank. So they don't. They are, air is not a factor for a transformer. But yeah. is it? But does water? Do transformers drown? Well, probably not. But uh, transformers wiki. They actually have a wiki for water. Um, So we're on Cybertron. They, most of them never even heard of it. There are a few seas that are not of water. The Rust Sea, for example, Sea of uh, Rust. They have not water. Just look for any 
Hmm. Like, hold on. He has a water cannon. <laughs> That's true. Bowling he does. Hot water. I don't know. Um, there's no, Sentinel there's no Prime reference. Sentinel Prime hates features of most organic planets. Water's no exception. Now, rain, obviously, we're talking the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Um, let's see. It's thoroughly unpleasant for any Transformer to rust. Strangely, the fleshy bipeds do not appear to... Well, of course not. They don't rust. Okay, there's actually a comic panel with Transformer who's in the water. Now, we, don't, no, we do not have any clue how long he's been there, but he's saying, sure. I'm starting to rust. He's floating, though. That's interesting. Maybe he's a... Uh, I mean, I'm, if... Now, of course, you know, you throw a panicked person who can't swim in the water, they can tread water for a moment, and then they... Obviously, they tire because they're... And they, they can't keep doing that amount of exertion, and they sink and they die. Yeah. So... Based on the fact that there is no precedent that we can find, I would say here's a, Optimus Prime has the uh, like has the rel- I, I know it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. He gra- he just grabs him, and just you know he's thinking, oh, well you're you know maybe I can last longer than you humans in terms of living. Big mistake, because uh-huh. <laughs> one of them is an immortal. Right now, obviously, Clever Lang would be the first to go. Sure. He can hold his breath a minute, maybe. Hubbard Lang is the weak one in this one. Exactly. He's just done for. He, now, in terms of he's, he could beat the shit out of Connor McCloud strength-wise. He ain't cutting his head off with, what is what, yeah. what was the weapon? Nothing. Yeah. Purity of unarmed combat. Oh, yeah. Street Fighter reference. The movie. <laughs> the true Street Fighter. Sure. But anyway, uh, now, here's where, now, Optimus could still win. He's obviously, he doesn't need air, so it's going to be a matter of him, like, can't move. And then he's just, you know, he's stuck there for a thousand years till some dredging operation brings him back to the surface. Yeah. Oh, wait, didn't in one of Michael Bay's Transformer movies, they found Megatron in the bottom of the ocean? Because he was like, basically like... Because uh, that would have been the second one, right? I guess. I'm not, I don't... I just have... A, I, I, something just struck me with him like pulling Megatron out of the sea or something like that. So, necessarily wouldn't kill him, but it's... That's how you stop them. Yeah. Let's see. Let's bring this up. We're going to the judges here for some sort of information. So let's go through. Let's go through. Covered in starfish. Stuff like that. Basically inactive. Like he, he can't Definitely get inactive. Um, so. Oh, was he rendered inactive? I don't remember these shitty ass movies. <laughs> I know. It was the second one, I'm pretty sure, though. Which yeah. was the worst. Well, the worst Revenge before Walbur came along. Are they under the sea now? Yeah, they are. What? I... So I guess. Oh, that's, Those little bots that's are why like... he was inactive because he didn't have that thing stabbed into him. As far as being under the ocean, they don't seem to care. Wait, how are they getting out? He's just jumping. <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. Well, of course, yeah, like, he, well, he is a he can fly in this in this movie. Oh, that's true. Like most Decepticons. So can Optimus Prime jump? Because you know you got to think like when you're in a swimming pool at the bottom, you can push off the bottom and go all the way to the top pretty. Yeah, easily. but also if you're in a fifteen, no, you know if you just push up, you only go so far. Yeah, he's in the middle of the ocean. There's you know, I'm sure the average depth there is a couple of hundred, if not thousand right. feet, which. I don't think he could, like, Megatron just jumped in. It's a Michael Bay movie. It makes no sense. Sure. Uh, 
But however, you know, Optimus is even. Let, let's just let's maintain this initial hypothesis of that. You know, you know, he's gonna. You know, he could he could start walking, but I mean, it's gonna. He's eventually just gonna eventually just stop and. Right, and he can't go ring out either. Yeah, not in this case. Yeah. Now, of course, he, you know, obviously, if he's like waiting for them to die, like, oh, this is how I'm going to win. I'm just going to, they're going to die. I'll, I'm the victor. Yeah. And of course, ha ha, I don't need it. And like, well, then, or he could just fake it and just, he just crumbles him, smushes assuming him. Assuming he got the initial grab. That's true. Because I mean, let's assume they were dropped in from the sky or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going down there. Faster than the other humans. Yeah, but again, he like I would assume like he might have, he's gonna have that like. Now, of course, if he's like as f- too far away, oh yeah, he has the best exactly. range. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's a ton of variables. This is this is like almost the worst one to debate because there's a also in Cover Lang is not there's no scenario where he wins. Yeah. He is he is for sure dead. Well, what's the odds that he would grab him? Out of six with his reach. <sighs> Let's say fifty percent chance. Failure on three or lower. I'll go with that. All right. He did not grab him. Roll a four. <laughs> For those who can't see. So, as the randomness has shown, he's like, ah. So he goes down to the bottom of the ocean. He's sinking. They look, you know, and they're just, you know, again, Connor Cloud don't care. Like, ha Yeah. And he just. He'll just. He's got twenty pound pickaxe. He just stops swimming and just yeah. He'll just wait for Clever Lang to drown. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even like, have to fight what? him. He's like, "What the hell? Uh, <laughs> Nobody here." He's like, "Yeah, I'm the champ." And then he's like, "Why am I still in the shark?" Yeah, What's... not even that. Just he gives out. Yeah, and... he's just tired. And... Oh, and you can also dead man float. He could like. Some, but it doesn't matter because Connor McCloud, a shark would have to come and eat his head. Right. <laughs> would bite. Would have to bite his head off. Yeah. You know so. There's because the other option, if he would have caught him, would be the squeeze and reverse decapitation. Basically, <laughs> leaving I mean, nothing but his head. Yeah. <laughs> so had he had had the had the universe prevailed that in for this one instance for this term ter- determining a winner, had he grabbed him, Optimus might have made it all the way. So death by elements. <laughs> yeah. For both of them. Yeah, pretty much. Except for you know, spongy fingered. Uh, yeah. He's just, he's <laughs> very he's very prone. He looks like. Uh, Oh man, Dave, he gets out. He looks like Dan Aykroyd from uh, Nothing But Trouble, like like a, just a walking prune. Just, but he's alive. So, yeah. Connor McCloud. Connor McCloud is the winner of the second annual. It pays to be immortal. Character combat, uh, hundred character death match. Thanks scene where he's underwater, just playing around. Yeah, just like <laughs> <laughs> his, yeah. his laugh. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, Even now, if all the skin fell off just from being down there for so long, it's like he'll grow back. Yeah. Now, that was advocate. If we did this last season's rules, Optimus would have gone all the way. Yeah. Honestly, I thought Optimus was. Yeah. I mean, because I, 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 I knew middle I, of the ocean. I knew that one was in there. Yeah. And just thinking like that's the only way. I mean, he, there was basically one environmental weakness for Optimus and one weapon. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, a freeze ray might have worked. Lightsabers, freeze ray. Uh, the uh, flamethrower wouldn't really do much. Falling out of a plane with one parachute. I don't know if he could survive the fall. True. Um, mine about to collapse. Well, actually, a parachute wouldn't even help Optimus Prime. He would have to kill the person as they're falling. Like, if that was a scenario, he would have to catch the. Per- he would have to get the person and kill them in the air. Yeah. 
or uh, or have or like throw grab them and just throw them ahead of them so they get to, away from the parachute so they hit the ground first. Yeah, first, and, yeah. Know, uh, and he's like, yeah. Back to you know, <laughs> next round. Saved. And weapon wise, like I said, only the freeze ray or the uh, lightsaber would have really been a threat to him, which never came up against him. So, so Connor McLeod, and that is the end. However, bonus if, round. Bonus round. If Connor McLeod was fighting John Rambo, I'm going to reshuffle everything, so it's a fresh pull. Well, well now obviously, I would say in the uh, the rules of the last tournament, where you know they each had like some sort of signature like thing, right. Connor would have his katana. Rambo well, would have a gun. Well, see, that's the thing. No, that, that, that was what we got us into trouble last time because we were trying to be fair. Like, you can't just, well, Rambo has his bow and arrow with exploding arrowheads and... Yeah. You know, what? but honestly, what is John Rambo's signature weapon? A knife. Exactly. Which could cut off the head, but he wouldn't know that's the goal there. He would stab him. The guy would keep moving. When no. would he figure it out? Probably never, but he would chop him up the bits as much as he could. I mean, it would... Kind of a clock of fight with a sword. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and he's skilled with a katana, which if I, you have to go fight somebody. I'm not gonna tell you who, but you pick a knife or a katana. I'm getting the katana. Yeah, I'm not taking the knife. Now, Rambo could throw the knife, hit him in the forehead. He falls down like, oh, game over. And now he's and got he, his knife. In now his he head. doesn't have his knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, in the original one, you know, now, but it's John Rambo. He's like that way. Okay, something's going on here. I, you know, uh, but then he's, you know, if he throws, in that scenario, he throws out, he's weaponless and he's got to fight a katana. It also, it would depend on the environment. In, yeah. in the original one, they're basically just in a an arena. So, yeah. tough to call. I mean, I, I gotta give it to McLeod. That, like, that's where I put my money. But, like, again, if we, this is, if we ran the simulation, I could, if it's, if we don't have this technology, but I could, I could think of a lot of ways John Rambo could win from Rambo 2. Yeah, However, the explosions and stuff like that. You know, like in terms, but Rambo just in terms of versus a katana. And he killed an entire army. Could he? Could he not kill one guy with a katana? Well, well one immortal. Grant, granted, also killing an army, he had mines, bows, exploding arrowheads, machine guns, helicopters, grenades. Mm-hmm. You know, for this, you can't just say, "Oh, he's an immortal, so he gets a he gets a grenade." I mean, we could say that, but. That's that's just that's a get out of jail free but card. That's why we have these cards to just tell us what exactly. To so now we're gonna to follow rules from this tournament to stay true to the purity of random combat. Mm-hmm. Random combat. <laughs> Connor McLeod being the victor, or he's a polite gentleman. He'll let John Rambo draw first. Okay. And I'm gonna pull. A, I'm not gonna pull the top card. I'm mm-hmm. gonna pull random cards. All right. Another degree of randomness. There you go. I sense that John. I almost said McLean. John Rambo would use this weapon. Lightsaber. Oh, no. <laughs> totally random. <laughs> totally random. Connor McLeod. It's fucking dead. <laughs> Here comes the Nintendo, Nintendo Power Glove. Boobs. Oh, no. But they're, they're fighting. All right. All right. They are in hell. I like this. I like this. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) What? No contest. 
this the lightsaber was a basically it that was a you know out of thirty or excuse me after twenty five cards that was the that was the critical hit weapon yeah for the most part and the John Rambo the the person who you know whoever got it was going to win aside from maybe a freeze like John Rambo has a freeze ray. Connor McLeod's the lightsaber. You know, if the roles were reversed, you know, there are counters to it, mm-hmm. but not. Even if you're, if you're the lightsaber active and you get frozen, the lightsaber's just going to melt the ice. Yep. <laughs> no, it's going to melt the blade first. But I mean, it's going to, it's going to, you know. I mean, it is a good environment for the freeze ray, if that were the weapon. Hell, cold hell. Yeah. Well, also, it's you know, not cold hell. We I mean, did, we did speculate that the freeze ray was like more like a beam. Could a lightsaber block it, or would it just? Actually, I assume it wouldn't even. It wouldn't deflect it like a laser bolt, like in the movies. It would just straight up just. I mean, in, I don't know if John Rambo. He would, couldn't. He couldn't he do would go it. Full, full dodge. Yeah, he would just like. Ugh. He doesn't have the Jedi reflexes to use. The I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen Rambo <laughs> to, to be able to kill an entire army with those weapons? He must but have what Jedi we have reflexes. established is that John Rambo is going to hold his trophy. He maintains the crown. Now again, like we said. Uh, this is all just for fun. Mm-hmm. If your favorite didn't win, all you got to do is just write out like, oh, they would have done this and this fight, this and that fight, this and that fight. You know, just if it's somebody from the first round, if it's Buddy Ravel from 3 O'Clock High, just say he would have beat this person this way. And whoever beat him, I don't remember who did it. I might have been Optimus Prime because I remember him fighting. No, it was last week. He was fighting on a schoolyard. Yeah. I don't think it was him. Uh, you know, oh, he for this person, he would have done this. And then if he had to fight this person, who the person he killed in the first round had to fight, would it, you know, dot, 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 dot. All theories are viable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things like there's a one in a billion chance that it could happen in this fictional universe we just created. So, but if it's yeah. a logical thing, I mean, I think somebody has something to say about that last one with the ocean. I mean, again, there there are absolutely ways that it could have played out for not for Clubber Lang. No, 80s, no way in hell. Eight zero s revisited at gmail.com. Tell us all about it. And honestly, the reason, the main reason I put the ocean thing in there was because you had things like Christine, like things that were, there were clear advantages on things. There had to be some sort of checks and balances that we ran into last time when we had Superman in the competition, not thinking like, it's fucking Superman. Yeah. Dead, dead, dead. I don't remember how it went out. Uh, Marty with the DeLorean sent him back in time. Some, like because we that's when we got into trouble because we had to like balance that's when we had to like balance out power levels Ourselves, and fights yeah which is why Godzilla was you know we didn't have Godzilla in the fight yeah you know as Godzilla because even Optimus Prime maybe with lightsabers could have done something but I mean again all luck of the draw mm-hmm. so but that made it incredibly unpredictable which was honestly that was the you know that was more fun these combinations and fights never would have ever thought of mm-hmm. but for for the second annual when Connor McLeod is crowned for the overall it's quickly cut off with a lightsaber <laughs> and, and that belongs to me yeah John Rambo would reign supreme given the new rules yep so yep. now that does it for this one so <laughs> <It does>. uh, <laughs> uh, and it's getting late uh, but anyway uh, so we got a winner we did that next week uh well, hold on. Before we talk about next week, uh, seen any good movies lately, Jesse? Let's get yeah, a saw, recap. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Very good. Um, I enjoyed it mostly. Uh, the thing that was a little weird, it tonally shifts yeah. many times. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you have not seen Jojo Rabbit, Melissa, if you haven't seen it, 
She she's oh she was around for it, but she fell asleep. Okay. Well, if you want to finish it, you should turn it <laughs> off right now. We'll, I'll see you when I walk out the door. Uh, but yeah, uh, that tonal shift mm-hmm. with uh, the shoes. Great preparation for. Oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, because I knew something was coming, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. I didn't have the didn't see it. And when I was talking to you about it, several episodes, whenever it was, like that's why I like that's that was the moment. Like this kid is an act. Like this kid All is right. a. Because the tonal shift there is like it turns into a real war movie yeah. at that point, and only sprinkles a bit of the comedic yeah. effect yeah. in it. YT pops in much less often at right. that, and gets real. But it, like, yeah, it was basically if Calvin and Hobbes was a Nazi thing, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and then Sam Rockwell's character at the end broke my heart again. Yeah, yeah it's it like, great. oh, you're Jew, get out of here! Like, yeah. oh man, he's <laughs> he was a good Nazi. Don't he was, yeah, you know. Not that there, I mean, there were good Nazis, and I'm only saying that because of historical facts of people who, go watch Valkyrie. <laughs> With Tom, you know, people didn't, saw what Hitler was doing and actually did try to stop him. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. No. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. I also saw the uh, the second Jumanji movie. I did too, and I loved it. Really? I, and it, here, I mostly enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, here's why I loved it. Didn't love it. And this but... is, here's, here's exactly, here, I loved it up into a certain point. Okay. Like, I, I, I liked this good first movie. one. Yes. Okay. I liked the second one enormously until, in a sense, a shift. We can uh, spoil it. She did stay up for that one. Okay. Well, about to spoil Jumanji. I think it's a spoiler. But uh, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover are in it. Yeah. And they get sucked into the game as The mm-hmm. Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. And The Rock impersonating Danny DeVito. Yeah. And Kevin Hart impersonating Danny Glover yes. was one of the funniest things I've seen in a movie in a very long time. It was very funny. And then when they shift into their normal, I was like, oh, man, I know. no. Like, this, this I, is I the, hated that they came up with that. Yeah, that the they, water thing. That was dumb. I was like, I'm like, why? We're going to switch our bodies back. Like, no, I was like, nah. well, clearly they're going to switch back. Like, honestly, ah, they shouldn't have done the water thing. They should have, like, accidentally found a way out. That would, I think, would have been more of an impact. Like, they're out. Do we go back in? Yeah. yeah. Like, we know, like, well, you're still in there. Well, we know we got to do. We have an advantage. We go back in with three lives. Yeah. Because, of course, they do this. Oh, God, we only got one life. And it was so clear that they got them down to one life each. Really quickly. Really However, clear. it made perfect. Like, that's what I, the fact that you had DeVito and Glover in the game as old people who don't know what's going on. All right. Was comedic genius to me. And Kevin, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Kevin Hart does the best Danny Glover impression. Like I told, like when watching, like I would, I, I'll, I want this for the entire movie. And then right. this, when they switch out, Danny Glover, but spoiler what? alert, becomes a horse, and Danny DeVito becomes Aquafina. Yeah, it was just like, in the you know, then it got back to the first, which I, I, I understand. At that mountain scene, I was like, oh, this is the conclusion of their story. I'm like, oh, as soon as they found him outside, I was like, well, yeah. that's how they got rid of them. Yep, adios. So, yeah. which I understand, but that was the like old people in a video game, mm-hmm. boomers in it. Like, what is this? How does this work? Getting getting everybody killed. Like, stop hitting people and killing people. Yeah, like they were team killing all over the place because they it was it was so that was I was every time they had a conversation, eh. except the little you know five minutes of heartfelt. I shouldn't have left you at the restaurant. Right. Aside from the, <coughs> well, they needed their that, arc, but like The Rock imitating Danny DeVito and like I said, Danny Glo- uh. Kevin, Kevin Smith, Kevin Hart doing Danny Glover for the first forty-five minutes is comedy gold. Yeah, and and but then when that show I was like, oh, I'm just like, I then check out what it's like. Okay, the, the heart of the movie just got 
replaced, transplanted, whatever. Yeah. Because I was that was that's what I was. Everything was like, oh, we got a. I'm an old guy. Oh, it's a monkey. It's a monkey, and it's a baboon. They have red butts and all that. You know, like yeah. it, it was done, and they they of course Kevin Hart and The Rock are good friends in real life, but they have that chemistry. And then they're both imitating other actors while doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I kid you not, every time they had a conversation, I'm just like, like it's not even funny. It's just Kevin Hart acting like an elderly Danny Glover. Yeah. And like, and then, uh, then the, uh, of course, Jack Black's character, like, every time you talk, you talk so long, you tell us what you need. Yeah. Everybody's already dead. Like, you got to talk faster. <laughs> and like it played into like it played into video game logic too with it and yeah. I like up until they had that switch part I loved it I, I was like this is so good like I am I had no idea I thought it was, I thought it was be more of the same which it was in the last thirty minutes yeah which is not a bad thing I like the first yeah bad guy went good. down way fast and yeah that whole really like Jumanji fruit thing I thought that was weird it was like it was, the end became a like. Up, it was it was a eighties level kids movie mm-hmm. at first, roughly you know I'd, I'd say roughly you know like you don't usually see that in a kids movie like a lot of language in the beginning yeah and then at the end it became a flat out like kids movie it became mm-hmm. PG in the end when they switched because like say Jumanji I think I what they say yeah I guess I should say Jumanji yeah. <laughs> and then the horse sprouts wings yeah I'm like, wait what I'm like. Yeah. This is there's no jungle horse with wings. I mean, there's they're fighting these real, you know, exaggerated versions of real creatures because it's Jumanji and it's you know you fight jungle animals and all that stuff. And again, last thirty minutes wasn't terrible, but it's just like well, they set up for the next one. Oh yeah, being more like the original, where the animals come into their world. Yeah. So they won't have all these special powers. So. That's not going to be fun to watch. Real. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm, I will I will see another one. Not not at the theater probably, but I mean, I'll, oh, obviously I assume they're going to make another one. Sure, yeah. I want to watch it, but this one, the first half of it, fantastic. Yeah, loved it. Mainly for the Rock and Kevin Hart. I'll yeah. see anything with the Rock in it. It could be anything. I'll watch it just for him. Yeah. And you know, Kevin Hart. Like I mean, I never I haven't seen his comedy specials because the clips I've seen, I've seen. Didn't entice me to watch it. Didn't yeah. find it that funny. So like, but I mean, he's won me over as an actor. I've seen some interviews with him. Like, he seems like a good dude, except for his homophobic remarks twenty years ago. <laughs> uh, Pure luck with Martin Short underrated Danny Glover comedy. Oh yeah. Oh, the th- the main thing I remember from that is uh, when Martin Short gets stung by the bees, and he's like, he looks like Jiminy Glick. Is what he looks like. <laughs> uh, great comedy. Was it? Yeah, it was early nineties. About to say. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. God, look how young Dan, they both are. They both I mean, look super young. It's so sad. That's the worst thing about watching these, revisiting these films. I should say is you know, it's like oh man, so young. Mm. But oh, and Scott Wilson was in it. I haven't, I've seen that movie one time when it came out, or when it came out on video, I should say. Right. Uh, I was like, oh, it's Mark Short, the guy from Inner Space and Three Amigos. I want to mm. see this. Mm. Was it as funny as those? Not to my memory, but I distinctly remember the bee scene. He gets stung, or he gets stung <laughs> by something, and he looks—he becomes Jiminy Glick thirty years too early. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, let's see. I, I was going to mention I saw Jumanji, uh, but I did see a um, film that absolutely blew me away, and that was the director's cut of Doctor Sleep. Uh, Love The Shining, one of our earliest episodes that we reviewed on here. 
but Doctor Sleep. Uh, <laughs> can I interview you now? For the, can you see a couch? I can't remember any Jiminy Glick bits. I'm gonna eat popcorn obnoxiously. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's what it, I bro. remember from this. From that, that's the number one thing I remember from that film. Yeah, but yeah, Doctor Sleep. I was blown away how good it was. It was, it was a three. Uh, the director's cut's three hours. <laughs> If you're watching this on YouTube, you know what we're talking about. We're watching uh, the scene. Director's cuts three hours, but I mean, it moves and moves. And I mean, there there were some. I found there were some horrifying parts <laughs> in it, like like not in terms of scary, but just like, oh man, that's fucked up. Yeah, kind of stuff. Uh, if you like The Shining, I highly recommend Doctor Sleep. Uh, extremely well acted. Uh, the lovely and gorgeous Rebecca Ferguson is uh, Rose the Hat in it. Uh, the first character that you introduced to was named Violet, which is my daughter's name. Mm-hmm. It was like, and uh, actually, and uh, I was surprised that uh, I didn't read. I haven't read the book. I just know it was a sequel to The Shining. And I heard a movie come out. Like I don't watch a movie first before I ever read the book because I like I prefer to watch a movie first before I read a book unless it's a you know a book series that I'm already into or whatever. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I can bring that closer to you. Oh, sorry, you can I pull it. Back. You can pull it. Yeah. You can lean back and pull it up. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Cliff Curtis is in it from uh, Sunshine and Fear the Walking Dead and numerous other things. Ewan McGregor's fantastic in it. I mean, again, it's just well acted. Uh, Of course, it got a lot of bad press. Oh, it's a flop because it didn't make $150 million. It's one of those situations like, oh, Rise of Skywalker made $800 million, but it's still a flop because we wanted a billion. It made twenty times its budget or whatever, blah, Mm. blah, blah. Anyway, that's that's the state we are in Hollywood now. Yeah. And that's, you know, Thank God this movie came out. Like, I mean, because, you know, they, they really tried to bring back the Stephen King universe. And it's, you know, it's still pretty hyped up. I mean, you got Castle Rock, two seasons of Castle Rock. They're talking about another one. It was the one that really kind of blew the roof off of it. Dark Tower didn't, unfortunately, even with that talented cast, didn't do much uh, for like the, you know, the Stephen King, the the modern Stephen King cinematic universe. I hated the Pet Cemetery remake. Uh but doc, in terms of like uh, this, you know, Doctor Sleep reminded me of classic King cinema in terms of of The Shining, in terms of the original Pet Cemetery, you know, the old eighty the eighties movies we did on uh, Halloween Horror that month for uh, or that year that month for that year for on Stephen King stuff. Uh, just it's just good and like it's almost like there's different stories in it. Like it's the director's cut divided into like chapters, much like a book, but. It's got the beats in it are paced so well. There's like this kind of angle, and then like this happens. So like this is added to the mix, and you get a res- resolution of a conflict, resolution of like, and it keeps building and building and building. To obviously, if you've seen any trailer, you know where it ends up at. It's a sequel to The Shining. Let's not beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I was because I heard like I heard it was a love it or hate it kind of thing. Like ah, oh, I love The Shining, but Doctor Sleep was stupid, or I never even seen The Shining, but Doctor Sleep was awesome. Doctor Sleep was amazing, I thought. If you like The Lighthouse, if you like Midsommar, if you like those kind of that modern, uh, like I said, there was there was a couple of parts in this film where I I felt like ooh, or like in that situation, I'm like that is I'm thinking like that is so fucked up, I'm like oh my god, like like, like there was one point like no. Like in, internally, I didn't like scream in the middle of the thing because we were sitting there, my child's asleep a couple of doors down, you know. So, but uh, hi, if you like good horror movies or just good movies, well done films, I highly recommend Doctor Sleep. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hmm. If I, I mean, I don't really get much many physical releases these days. 
because of the world we live in. And if I want to watch a movie anywhere, I don't need to, I just need this <laughs> and I can watch it anywhere, you know, digitally or whatever. But uh, like how movies are supposed to be watched on your phone. <laughs> exactly. Anywhere in the world, not in a theater, Yeah. never in a theater these days. But yeah, uh, Dr. Sleep, can't say enough good things about it. Do you remember the last Love movie it. you saw in a theater? Star Wars, maybe? Uh, yeah, actually, Rise of Skywalker would have been yeah, the last one. I think that was my last one, too. Wanted to see 1917 so bad, didn't get to it. It's still in. Here? Mm-hmm. Because oh. I, I wanted to go see it, too. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I have no it's, time. It still has like three three times a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn it. I need more time. More time. More time. Speaking of time, it's getting late, but there's I got a big announcement for the podcast. Uh, That's right. Just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. No. About the, I was trying to build dramatically. Like, oh, oh, make it sad. Yeah, I'm not that good of an actor. Sorry. It's different. Yeah, but uh, we probably won't have an episode, a full episode for a little while, and the reason for that is nothing, you know, nothing health wise, nothing anything like that. But my wife got an amazing job in California. Mm-hmm. So I live in. So he's getting Louisiana, a divorce, and he has to. And go through I got We got to divide <laughs> things up so she can go to California, so I can stay here and podcast with Jesse. No. <laughs> uh, we're still going to have the podcast, and we had talked. We've talked. We've talked for months about working it out to where I'm doing it from home anyway. Right. Do we? You know, we still would do something like this, being obviously in the same town. But we talked about for convenience' sake. Sometimes like, oh crap, I got to get up early, or Jesse's got to yeah. go somewhere. Have a remote system worked out anyway. So the podcast. There's going to be another pause, but we're talking about little things in the meantime, like micro-episode type things we'll to do remotely. Out, yeah. Just some sort of content to keep it going. Uh, but I will be moving to California very quickly, as a matter of fact. In fact, a week from tomorrow, or actually today, because it's 12.51 a.m. here, Jess is going to be helping me load up a pod to ship all my earthly possessions Conveniently a pod. to California. <laughs> <laughs> from podcast to pod. Yeah, there you go. There's there's the first little update video. Here, I'm doing a podcast, so we're loading the yeah. pod. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, I mean, uh, everything's good in terms of like, you know, my business here is good. You know, uh, obviously sad to leave my friends, but I'll be coming back a lot for that. I mean, that's the one thing that always kept me here was my friends. Not so much. I mean, most my immediate family's all in California. So, uh, and of course we had our business here, which I mean, everybody at the shop was ecstatic about and excited for all the changes we're making. So knocking on wood, hopefully everything will go smoothly. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously when I get... When we get settled over there, because uh, Autumn has to start working on the 23rd of March, so we'll be set. We're hoping to get settled that previous week. So hopefully by the end of March, we'll be back to some regularity, at least with the the regular podcast. Yeah. Uh, so as far as our next episode, that's kind of the target is into March in terms of full episode. Movie wise, hopefully we can start the Bond stuff uh, if I can get them watched in that time. Again, with all this stuff going on, new daycare. I mean. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on when you're pack, when you're taking everything that you have and going, you know, from the south to the west coast. So, uh, but we got a good plan, uh, so shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I mean, other than just delaying the next full episode. Yeah. But as soon as we kind of know where we're at and what movies I've watched, <laughs> we might be doing Fletch one and two before that, <laughs> yeah. just to get something quick to watch. Because, like I said, I'm working chronologically through all the Bond films right now. And we're still, I'm still in the 70s. I got like three more to go to get to the 80s. So, but again, they're two freaking hours long and they're just two, speaking of the number, but also the participle, just too damn long for what they are. Yeah. Uh, so it's taken, we were on a roll at first because the Connery ones were a little shorter, but then they just got longer and the runtimes got bigger and it's just like, 
God, you don't need all this. Mm -hmm. But that's more to talk about next time. Yep. So, again, if you don't see a full new episode in your feed, you know, again, when you see They Live pop up in your feed, that's when you know, oh, shit, I need to listen to this episode right away because I need to know what's going on. So, until you, because we always said They Live will be the final episode of 80s Revisited. Yeah. (laughs) Just remember that emphasis on that syllable right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, but so a lot of big, obviously big life change for me. Uh, I'm excited for it because I basically get to become Mr. Mom a little bit. I'll be be working from home pretty much. I mean, I will be trying to grow the promotional side of the business out there. So uh, if any listeners are in Oxnard, California, let me know. Uh, John Martinez, I know you're not too far away. I'm not going to be too far away from you, so we're going to have to meet up sometime. Maybe at uh, the Gamble House and talk back to the future or something. So I'll be looking for you out there once we get settled. Uh, and everything. But any any listeners out there moving to Oxnard, it's a little south of Santa Barbara, a little west of Thousand Oaks, and a little north of Ventura. So see, I'm a local already. <laughs> Just off the 101. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's that's kind of the big news. Uh, again, it's nothing bad. You know, it's it's not bad. It's yeah. cool. Uh, we're all happy. My family's happy for it because I'll be I'll be with my immediate family again, and now my daughter can grow up with. My uh, her cousins, my brother's kids. Unless, of course, after a year, our lease is up and Autumn doesn't like it, we'll come straight back here. So, there you go. That's the thing. You know, or that's somewhere the, else. Who yeah, knows? You never know. I mean, she's got a uh, she Chattanooga. Works with, she works with the <laughs> Epic uh, Hospital System. So, if anyone has a really good paying job elsewhere, maybe <laughs> like say Paris or Rome. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I can't imagine the moving costs to move out there. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, huge. The pot, I think, from. The, like the deliver, like dropping it off delivery and or dropping off, moving it out to California and then dropping off. I think it's like twenty six hundred. Okay, I was curious how much that was. I mean, which honestly isn't that much for the terms of, you know, if you compare it to like renting a U-Haul and driving it yourself and everything. Still twenty six hundred bucks anyway. You look at it now. Also, airline tickets were around four hundred dollars, so roughly the cost to move is around way, th- was around three thousand. One way four hundred. Yeah. Wow. Two for people. Two. Oh, does that include? Child as well, yeah. or mm-hmm. so uh, wow. for Delta at least right now. But uh, I mean, airline tickets. We we looked at it a month ago. They were like 120. Now I was going to say that. Why not they, cheaper than that for such a big city? It all. I mean, airline tickets. The closer you get to the date you want to fly out, the more expensive they get. You mm-hmm. book months in advance with airline tickets, you're good. Mm, gotcha. I mean, in terms of like that's if you're if you know you're going to fly somewhere and you want to like you see there's a concert and. Chattanooga, for some reason, came to mind. Because <laughs> I said it earlier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so and but you want to fly there. You know, the, the concerts in three months. Book your plane, t- plane ticket now. Yeah, you will probably save fifty to hundred bucks. Yeah, but also if you're in Louisiana, it's Chattanooga, just fucking drive. Right, right. <laughs> it's not. Well, Chattanooga is a little. You know, it's like se- six hours, maybe. It's no, it's a little more than that. Because it's at the bottom. Of, it's at the border of Tennessee and. Well, I think Alabama, of the drive to Atlanta is about eight hours from here. Just shifting it over a little bit. Yeah, so eight I mean, it's, hours. It's not a bad drive to Chattanooga. Yeah, this has been travel talk. Yes, on eighties revisit. But yeah, so again, specific uh, our, to our region. <laughs> and then also, it'll actually work out better in terms of uh, time wise because it would only be uh, eleven o'clock where I'm at over there. So and Jesse is a night owl, so you're yeah. gonna get longer episodes out of it probably because we'll be chewing yeah. the shit for hours and hours. <laughs> So that's the big news. Again, nothing. It, the only inconvenience is it's going to delay a new, a fresh new episode, full episode, I should say, of the podcast. But you know, once we get settled, you know, we're going to get it worked out. It'll, it'll probably look just like this, except different background for Trey. I got to work out a background. It'll probably be a different up. background for me. I'll probably change seats, but yeah, I got to uh, get some memorabilia put up. 
Yeah. Got to build your set. Uh, yeah, which now what I mean, we don't own the house because we can't afford a house out there yet. Uh, yeah. Probably ever. But, uh, you know, so I have to figure something out, something nice like Jesse had, something portable. I don't even show that here. <laughs> no, this channel. Maybe you'll see it soon. Yeah. So anyway, everybody, it is getting late, and I got a shit ton of stuff to do to get ready for this move the next two weeks. So we're going to sign off out now. Congratulations to the winner. The, sh the, the short-term winner before short -term, the, the, yeah. the combination match, Rambo showed up. Which was just a, uh, you know, what's time to an immortal. Yeah. So, yeah. So, congratulations to the winner of round of the second annual one, Connor McLeod, who, if the two champions were to meet, would promptly get disintegrated by lightsabers. Yeah. Again, all up to ran the randomness of it, so that was a fun thing. So, again, any discussion... Age visited gmail.com, 80s underscore revisited on Instagram, I think. Yeah. Cause I, and also, what's this about there? And I'm gonna be, I'm not gonna be bored all the time, but I mean, I will have, <laughs> I will have my, I, my work will be in a sense less stressful because I won't be in front of the customer in terms of like the retail aspect of my business here. So it'll be more like I'll be doing the social media, like making all that stuff for on the back end, on the uh, back side, I should say, for the company. So obviously more active on social media, period. So if I'm whipping together an ad for design resources, might as well just keep that format, slide over a picture of something 80s and <laughs> post about it. So it uh, that'll be a lot easier or convenient, I guess, because I'll be kind of in, that will be in my daily wheelhouse at that point, because for a modern business, social media is a huge thing, all that fun stuff. But until you hear the sound of my voice again, in another time, in the Pacific time, while I'm next to L, capital L, little a, and Jesse is in capital L, capital A, yep. I will remain in spirit, Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! Which people actually...